Welcome back to the Baby You've Got This podcast and I am throwing in a surprise because a big decision and a big shift has been made and I will actually give you all the details in the next and final episode for the Baby You've Got This brand. So this is actually the second last episode of the entire series. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just doing a huge rebrand, reshift, refocus and really hitting home for you with my money coaching and and money manifestation and all the tips and advice that come with that. So stay tuned for a new year with a new podcast. So freaking excited. So for this episode, our final interview with the baby, you've got this brand with the gorgeous Christy from an incredible brand called friend her. So Christy is actually a, contract engineer in the construction construction industry. What a mouthful. <laughs> but she actually created Friend Her in January 2022. And it is a not-for-profit organization that she started when she was in such a dark and depressed place and felt very alone with very, very limited friends. She found it really hard to connect and make some genuine friendships. So she shared one vulnerable post in another Facebook group And from that post and connecting with other beautiful women has now turned into the Friend Her community. Friend Her hosts events for women in WA to come together and meet other women looking for friendship. Because making friends as an adult is hard and Christy is determined to change the whole clicky culture. Now, this brand this community is onwards of 3000 women now the events always sell out they do the most fun beautiful bonding style of events and connections and honestly if you would love to make some genuine like-minded friends you want to connect in with friend her so you can access all of the links and join their free facebook group in the show notes but you are going to want to listen to this interview. Christy has overcome some huge, huge life-changing moments, including getting through domestic violence, overcoming huge drug addiction, and just some things that some of us probably wouldn't even realize is, is happening in the world you know we're sometimes we're stuck in our own little bubble and we can be a little bit delusional of what other people are actually going through and overcoming so this is a really really powerful episode and there are so many beautiful gifts in this so enjoy 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 feel the inspiration feel be moved just like I was during this and what an incredible way to wrap up the interview segments of the baby you've got this podcast I'm here with the gorgeous Christy from Friend Her, and we are in for a treat with this chat, I feel. How you going, babe? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, darling? I'm excited for this. Christy and I were just chatting off, I was going to say off camera, but off recording, just about the coolest stuff. And then we like talked about coffee for 10 minutes and (laughs) we are high on a buzz, right? Well, I am. Actually, did you even say you had your buzz or you were like hoping for the buzz to come? No, my buzz is hitting now after realising I downloaded uh, Skype and not Zoom, but it's starting to hit me now. (laughs) Chrissy's like, like, wait, hang on, I downloaded Skype. 
I was like, does anyone even use Skype anymore? I don't think so. I don't know, maybe. I think my dad does, you know, but <laughs> I never got into Skype. Neither. Uh, so I was like, Christy, tell us about, like, do you have any baby you've got these moments? And I know you do because your brand, your, well, brand, your not-for-profit, did I say that? Non-profit business community that you have. I feel like there's literally to have that takes baby you've got this moments every single day. Yeah, definitely. Um, tell us I, a little bit more about it. Uh, well, I've got, I feel like I've got two baby you've got this moments yeah. um, that have really stuck with me in life and have probably been pivotal moments in changing my life. Um, so, yeah, one being the friend term moment, but the first one being, um, and I'm really open about this in my my life and at my events, but, um, yeah, I'm actually a ex-drug addict. I have been sober for seven years in April. Um, and, yeah, the my biggest babe you've got this moment was the day that I found out I was pregnant and I had to make a decision for not just myself anymore but for a baby. So, um, yeah, that was my babe. You've got this moment. Um, you need to get your shit sorted, get your life in line. Um, and then I ultimately um, didn't, that baby didn't survive. And it was a blessing in disguise. I wasn't in a position to be having a child, but it is the day that it changed my life. I um, always say that I feel like that baby gave its life up for mine to get it back. So, Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, it was a really big life-changing moment for me. I had tried to get sober many times over three years and yep, the moment that there was a another life I was having to consider, it wasn't even a question anymore. Mm. So I have not touched drugs since that day that I found out I was pregnant. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, congratulations so, on that. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I suppose led into the next seven years of a, life change for me, um, including leaving a domestic violent relationship um, and moving to the Northern Territory and leaving everyone I loved behind, my family and, and all the rest. Um, and then, yeah, I travelled around Australia for five years and I met some incredible people in my life. And then, yeah, I moved back to Perth in 2020 of February, just before COVID kind of really hit um, for a family emergency. Never intended on staying. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, COVID kind of kept me here. And that's sort of how Friend Her came about. I um, put up a post on a Facebook page saying that I was really depressed. I was in a really dark place um, and that I was struggling to make girlfriends. I'd been back for two years and I didn't really feel like I had anyone um, outside of my partner. And yeah, I had this anxious attachment with him, which was just not healthy in a relationship. Um, and so, yeah, I posted on Be Her Friend. Is It's just a group on Facebook that you can make a post about yourself. And I said, um, like, I was depressed and, you know, did anyone else feel that way? And how do people make friends as an adult? And then I got bombarded with all these responses. Um, it was beautiful. And then, yeah, I think 15 of us from that comment met next the week after at Strange Company in Fremantle and now we're, we have friend her. The rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Well, with that, I'm going to 
backtrack and go to not backtrack I want to ask you some pointy questions yes because everyone I know who's listening just the deeper we go I know the more relatable it is so Amazing. Look, I've I've had two miscarriages and they were like I've talked about one of them, the, the first one on one of my previous episodes. You guys can go listen to it. Um it was fucked. It was so yeah. fucked. It just it like I literally felt the life leave my body. Yeah. Um and then the second one timed with my sister-in-law dying in a car crash, and then we found out we're pregnant, and then I think just the grief and oh. I feel yeah. like I didn't feel that one as much because I was already grieving. So it was kind of like, oh, and that too. Like, yeah. Um, and one in two women experience miscarriage or like their pregnancy not surviving. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really common. And I'd love to know if you're open to sharing deeper in this is where um in that moment you you had like talk us through what yeah. what was going through your head what was like you would have had like the devil and the angel happening definitely I um I actually hadn't had a period for a year because of what my body was going through from drugs obviously um and I was really unwell and so I weigh 70 kilos now I weighed 38 kilos the day I found out I was pregnant wow. so unhealthy um mm. so how I even had a ovulation or even fell pregnant is blows my mind but I believe it happened for a reason big yeah reason but um yeah so my mum was like you've been sick like you keep being sick and I kept falling asleep like everywhere and um yeah so she <laughs> forced me to go to the chemist and get a pregnancy test and um I was actually down at their holiday house in Albany and that place is like a really beautiful place for me um so yeah, I did the pregnancy test thinking that nah, like there's no way. And then all of a sudden these two lines come up on this test and yeah, I didn't know what to do. I knew that my dad wasn't going to be okay with it because ultimately he thought that they were going to be left with this child because yeah. you know, I did the daughter and all the rest of it. And then I f- couldn't bring myself to not have the child. Um, I had booked in to see my doctor to talk about it. Also had no idea how far along I was. Hadn't had a period for a year. Did you find so, out how far along? <laughs> yeah, so I got back to Bunbury and found out I was about seven weeks pregnant. So it was only yeah. early days. Yeah. And then, yeah, booked in to have a trigger warning anyone, sorry, um, an abortion. And, yeah, I couldn't bring myself to do it, um, which was really hard. So then, yeah, I went for my 12-week scan and everything was fine and then at 13 weeks I just didn't feel myself anymore um I wasn't really sick anymore uh so yeah I booked in to have an emergency scan and oh um there was no heartbeat so my mum actually come to meet me after I found out and crashed a car on the way to to see me so it was a pretty emotional day yeah um but that meant that I didn't lose it naturally and I had to go and have a DNC Mm. um so that was just another on top of thing mm. moment so then yeah I went into the hospital the following day and had a DNC um and I remember my mum coming up to the hospital and saying to me if you relapse after this that's that's it like all the rest of my family had gone through torture for you know three and a half years 
and she was like, I can't keep standing by you, you know. I'd been yeah. clean at that point for, I don't know, seven or eight weeks. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they were pretty scared that that was going to be the thing that sent me over the edge. Um, well, so I remember that, like that, you, you'd be yeah. grieving. You want to go, like, we've yeah. dealt with that much grief. Um, alcohol is, even just alcohol itself is such a nice mind-numbing yeah. band-aid. yeah. That's just um, so easily accessible. So, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, my my um, drug of choice, if we want to call it that, was um, ice, unfortunately, or meth. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I remember that's a pivotal moment in me staying sober. Was my mum making that comment to me? Um, and I'd had built such beautiful relationships back with my family by that point. Um, something that I really cherished. Um, but I had complications from the DNC and I ended up back in hospital uh, about eight days later um, and I stayed in hospital for three or four days um, with an infection from the DNC. So it was a pretty horrendous yeah, life cycle yeah. on top of the, you know, hormones just go from high to extremely mm-hmm. low. You'd, you're all over the joint. You would understand it. Mm-hmm. A lot of women, unfortunately, would understand it. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really know where my head was at. It was pretty, pretty out there sort of moment. And then, yeah, to make a decision at the same time to to leave WA to protect myself um, mm-hmm. because of a domestic violent relationship as well. So there's a lot of a lot of emotions going on at once. Yeah. Oh, I feel I just I love that you can just share this because it is your story and the whole, yeah. you know, if you don't share your story, someone else will. Yeah, exactly. And I'm always like, you know, people listening Whenever I do interviews, I'm always the person who, this is why people come to me for coaching, because I can help <laughs> from a different perspective. When you detach emotionally from what happened, you can see like the gift in all of this. Yeah. It's so easy to see that. And even at the time, you feel like the whole world's against you. Why are you? Why are you being tortured? Yeah. This isn't fair. Like, you know, my mom's threatening me in a sense. Like, is she saying, <laughs> if I relapse, they're not going to love me anymore? That's what like, yeah. goes through our we create all these stories, but I, yeah. I hear this and I'm like, you had to be like beaten and beaten down. Yeah. As in your mum had to make those, it was a, it is a threat, but she came, it came from love, but it was like. Yeah, like, definitely. Like um, I think my dad had, my, like my, I come from an incredible upbringing, right, and drugs don't discriminate. That's hmm. the biggest thing. Um and unfortunately, back then, no one spoke about it. So my family had nowhere to go for support. So they were living this demon with me, lost their daughter, the daughter that had had her shit together her whole life, and then one day it just changed. And so and my mum had supported me through it the whole time, had sat with me through, you know, being sober, I'd get clean for a couple of months, and then I'd relapse and, and all the rest. And... My mum, my dad, my sisters, my brothers, all of them had. But at this point, I was three and a half years in and the only one still standing next to me was my mum and my nana. Yeah. Um, everyone else at that point, dad had told mum, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, you've got to choose her or me, basically. Yeah. So pretty pretty big moments there that I've, you know, put a lot of people through. Um, so that and was you know my- what? They, the reason they left they weren't like abandonment is the greatest form of love and until you can see that you'll never feel that and I've been there we've been there like Daniel and I we've had family things where we've had to 
step away because we love them so much and we can't keep hurting yeah and it's like we we can't say like your dad was like I can't save her anymore she has to go save herself and he would be hurting so much because you're his little princess like yeah all he wants to do so yeah yeah (sighs) we have the most incredible relationship now though um he actually didn't say goodbye to me when I left WA to go to the Northern Territory he kind of just like I think he waved maybe but yeah I didn't get a love you or a hug or anything but that was in the June and then he flew up and seen me in October and he now does you know charity runs to support um, research on drug addiction and mental health and those sorts of things and yeah so for someone who never used to talk about it he's very open about it now and yeah, he's my yeah. one of my biggest supporters. So, oh yeah, he would be. I could just imagine like how proud he'd be, and that makes me emotional because you know, yeah. as, a, as our little girl, we have our dad. He's he's our kid. Yeah. All we want is our dad to be proud of us. Yeah. Ah, oh, so yeah. he told my grandma that although I went through so much stuff, he thinks I'm a much more incredible woman now than I was before I used, and mm-hmm. he's so. He's so proud of me for being able to, you know, overcome that. And yeah, sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. Your tears, your tears is just your heart speaking. Yeah. I love it. I love. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could cry more sometimes because I've learned how to like. I am like my dad. Right, I'm a big yeah. fucking hard shell, and you're gonna keep like trying to crack it open, and like, you know, crying is just your heart speaking yeah (laughs) and this is what I love about this and I'm so grateful we could have this conversation because even me saying this now where someone is who's still stuck in the stories around the addiction and all of that stuff like I couldn't say this because it would I'd come across probably like an asshole but (laughs) but you know what I mean like the universe will only ever give you what you can handle yeah and I learned this lesson when Daniel's sister passed my coach was like, Kim, like if life wanted you to die, you'd be dead. Life yeah. wants you to live. Yeah. Right. And we abuse ourselves. We drink the alcohol. We take the drugs. <laughs> They're pretty much like the biggest, you know, yeah, I've the been there. <laughs> I've had my partying. And if anything, yeah. like I love my wine. So, you know, I'm probably, I'm addicted. Um, do you know I what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think I'm addicted to coffee. <laughs> You're addicted to coffee. Look, everything in life is an yeah. addiction anyway. You're probably addicted to the gym. I, I need to move my body every morning, otherwise I get funny. So I'm addicted to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. but the universe can't want to give you what you can handle. And the more evolved people have the more evolved problems. And I just see now because you're you've come out the other side. Yeah. And you can see clearly from it and you can see the gifts and all those things that's your dad's so right like look at the human you've become yeah definitely yeah I had two choices I could have sat in silence about it and just pretend like it didn't happen or I can own my shit um and I think it's really important um and I think the first step to recovery is owning your shit Mm -hmm. um and taking responsibility don't blame anyone else don't blame whatever you know someone might have given you drugs at the end of the day you chose to take it like you know own your shit if you can't do that then 100% 100% responsibility. Yeah. I talk about this all the time. Like you can stay a victim of your circumstance and you blame everyone else. And yeah. it breaks my heart because you and me, we see, we've been there, we do it. Everyone does it to some degree. Yeah. Um, but we see the people who choose to stay stuck there. And yeah. I love that you can share this because so many people listening and just, we can all relate to it. And if the thing is, if you just shied away and kept your, you're like, 
I'm embarrassed about this because there was shame created around addiction, yeah. shame created around potentially abortion, shame around, then I had a miscarriage. You can't, there's still in society now, there's yeah. still miscarriage. Let's, let's not open that can of worms, but yeah. there's, still, <laughs> there's still shit around that. Yeah. Um, but you could have stayed quiet, but then all you were doing is being a victim of it, being like, no one can hear this, but you've, the people that you've helped by sharing your story now, you wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. I think that's, and this is where I see it's the gift. Like when we can see what we've gone through is actually a gift to help others. Like imagine the world, like look at how we're impacting the world. Like you yeah, are definitely. impacting the world yeah. one person at a time. Yeah, yeah. I just wish that someone, sorry, I don't wish that someone mm. had been able to give me this advice because I don't wish anyone to have ever yeah, gone down the gone path they went down but there was just nothing out there when I was using so my family like I said family had nothing so I'm pretty determined now to like you know make it less of a taboo um so many people know somebody that's impacted by some form of an addiction and mm. we don't talk about it because people have that's the thing we are all addicted to something maybe it's shopping yeah maybe maybe it is traveling you know like yeah. I like to be more addicted to traveling, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an expensive addiction. But yeah, you know what? it's always taking drugs. So I guess yeah. you got to choose your poison, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've done it. Like I've partied. I've had my party days. I've tried my things. And yeah. I used to keep it hush hush because, you know, shame. But I had the best fucking time. I'm really grateful that I've never, I've never got addicted in that sense. And I, I have never tried. I don't think I've ever tried what was it gear crap like yeah yeah ice back like yeah. <laughs> back in the day you just don't know what's going around yeah, exactly. I've had my fun and un- unfortunately it's not even unfortunately now but at the time unfortunately for you it was something that it was something for you to latch on to that gave you something in that moment yeah definitely yeah whether it was an escape a high of course yeah like, yeah um but for I, I just look at it now it's like it, it happened to you for a reason Yes, I agree. I definitely yeah. agree. And I, people say, do you regret it? And I don't, I don't have, I don't feel like regrets are a good place to live in life. I feel like you're constantly living in the past if you live in regret. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that I hurt my loved ones, but with that, I have these incredible relationships with them now, more so than I had before. Not that they were bad, but they're incredible now. And, you know, the life that it's, the people that they've become because of it as well it's it's incredible so yeah no regrets you know don't like the fact that I hurt people but look it's a part of who I am um and it's also how I now have this beautiful non-for-profit friend here um and why I'm so open to you know wanting to make a difference in the world um and giving back that's another big part of it is giving back to the community oh 100 percent Oh, I was listening so much, but I remembered I wanted to say something, but I was listening, so I lost the, <laughs> lost the thought. Um, what was I talking about? What was I thinking? I think it was around the whole regret thing. Well, what I did, one of the things I did want to share and, and speak on this is how we can think it, sometimes it takes something hell shit to happen for us to wake up, to us to realise. So sometimes it is death, it is divorce, it is I don't know, this is like the four Ds, but I can't remember the yeah. other two, but it's like hectic shit, like what we've yeah. gone, you've gone through, 
Yeah, look, I'm having one of those mum brain moments right now. That <laughs> I, lost uh, I had mum brain this morning and I'm not a mum. <laughs> I'm good. Get used yeah. to it now, because when it, whenever yeah. you do, if you do you decide to, like, oh. yeah. I like to use it as a cop out sometimes. So I'm like, oh shit, mum brain forgot. Sorry. Yeah. No, I just, um. Anyway, what would, what where were we talking about? I think I wanted to say. I think I already made the point of, like, the pain that you've gone through has been such. It, it actually has been of service to so many people. Like you're going through this now the gift it's given, like the relationship you have with your parents. So many people go through life just sticking to what we think we should do and just keep everyone happy. That's what I wanted to say. See, I got it. Yeah, it's come back. <laughs> um, how you say, like, I never want to hurt anyone. That's, yeah. I've learned this. Like we're either, we've, we've all been brought up in a society to be people pleasers. Yeah. Put everyone else first, and, uh, be so considerate at the cost of our own happiness and desires. And there's a level that we do want to be considerate. We don't want to be absolute assholes, but we've forgotten to look after ourselves. And do you know what? When we people please, we hurt ourselves. And when we self-please, we can hurt others. Yeah, yeah. So like you can't avoid it. You can't avoid hurting people no matter how perfect you try and be. Yeah, definitely. It's going to happen. Like, so well, I love from this, talk talk more about friend her, like, because I'm so proud to now be connected to it because I freaking love it. I'm so glad that, like, I found you. I think you were just tagged in someone's story and I, like. Yeah, it was actually. It was. That's what <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah. MG. Guys, we, if you don't know the real MG, she's, we have to tag her now that she's been featured yeah. in this. <laughs> she's on the previous podcast um, with me. But yeah, I found you and I started stalking and I was like, this is fucking cool. Like yeah. I literally like, I want to be your friend because I I want to be connected <laughs> to this energy of this yeah. community that you've created. Yeah. I so, agree. Stands <laughs> for. Yeah. So yeah, it was sort of just meant to be me making some friends. And then um I realized how many people were actually feeling the way I was feeling. Um, and it started off as a little group chat, which went from 15 girls to, I think, like 100 in two weeks. And, you know, group chats and messenger, people start muting it because people just keep talking and talking. And so then, yeah, I created this, the actual private Facebook group. Um, and I think it's got over 3,000 members now. This is since January. This is, blows my mind. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I started hosting the events because I wanted women to be able to have a safe space to come where they knew that the other women that were turning up were also seeking friendship. And I was seeing a lot of girls like organizing coffee catch-ups or, you know, whatever it was that they were organizing. And then girls getting stood up because, you know, people were being anxious about turning up. So then they weren't going. And then the repercussions of that was the other girl that turned up, her mental health was being more impacted compared to what it already was because she was, you know, lonely and then all of a sudden someone didn't turn up and ghosting someone is shit. Ghosting it shit happened. and it's not even like a date with a guy. No. Like, it's like a girl. We trust the girls. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't stereotype, but would, you know what I mean, though. It's not like yeah. a, a, se a sexual partner relationship kind of date. Yeah. It's just a friendship and we trust yeah. other women because that's what we want too. And That's exactly it. And so yeah. I was just, and I was seeing it daily on this Facebook group and I my heart was just breaking for people and then or you hear seeing people go on a coffee date with someone that maybe 
wasn't their right fit. And then they turned deterred them from going on anymore. So I thought, what better way to do it than, you know, create events that you have to pay for a ticket. And then there's a number of women. So, you know, maybe you don't align with somebody that you're talking to. Ooh. There's going to be someone else at the event. That do you know what it is? It's oh, literally yeah. networking, but it's not. Yeah. Most of us do networking for business because that's the, yeah. the thing. You literally create a space to network for friendships. Yeah. I like and to say blind dating for friends <laughs> it's blind dating blind dating for friends to build your network and connections yeah. and I, I use I use those words because at the it's all about making new friendships people come yeah. and go and you if you want to attract good people into your life you've got to put yourself out there to be open to attracting those friendships those connections yeah and I love um, that you get to be the like you get to be the I'm trying to think of a word that doesn't and my first thing, you're like, you're not the puppeteer because you're not controlling it that way, but you're you're controlling the space as in like, I'm hosting it. I'm creating a safe space yeah. to do that. And I think, I think that's really magical. Uh, it is. It's yeah. such a beautiful thing to experience and, you know, to, to be a part of, um, especially there's been, so I get up and try and get people to mingle and say people that feel comfortable say something about themselves that maybe no one yeah. knows to to break that surface level small talk conversation at the events. Um, and I hear some really incredible stories. And, you know, one of the biggest themes was mums, mums having mum guilt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a stepmom and I even get mum guilt when I do stuff on the weekends, we've got the kids. But mums they're constantly feeling mum guilt by not doing stuff with the kids and I'm like guess what you weren't always a mum like and you know your daughter or your son needs you to be the best version of you yeah and if that means like I mean sex in the city right it's a perfect example of how important it is to have girlfriends yes it's my favorite show yeah same no matter what point of your life you're in you know You've got Samantha who likes to go around and date and sleep and and live that life. And then you've got Mm -hmm. Carrie who married but didn't want children. And then, you know, you've got Miranda who married and had children and all the rest. So it's important to have friendships that also aren't exactly the same as you. Yeah. Because, you know, they make Well, you bring out. Exactly. And it's just the same as having your partner. If you have, like, I say your sexual partner, as in your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend or whoever whoever you yeah. choose you attract you don't want to be the same person yeah. and you'll end up resenting each other anyway you you do have the whole opposites attracting because you all teach each other and you you bring out the best in each other and you can bring out the worst in each other but in the sense of like a mirror as in like you've yeah. got some shit like you want to work from that you gotta sort your and shit out I have to say like I have some of my my bestest friends my my closest ladies you know they were my bride my bridesmaids um yeah and I've, since then I've made other best friends and if not see them and talk to them way more. But I have my ladies who I know, no matter who I am, they love, they unconditionally love me. As in, I was the annoying friend in high school because I was so <laughs> fucking insecure. I needed everyone to like me. I never felt like I was good enough. So from the outside, from the inside, for me, I thought I was just trying to be everyone's friend, but I always pissed people off. Like, why do people not like me? Why do people bully me? When now yeah. when I've like asked people, they're like, Kim, you're always like, you never shut up. You'd always, do you know what it is? I would say things unfiltered, but back then, especially as kids, like it would be rude. I would have, I would have said something observant, but it maybe yeah. came across 
not racist, I wouldn't like that, but like thing, like politically incorrect based on, you know, and I I put my foot in my mouth and dig my own (laughs) grave and all of those things. But I just thought I was just being me. And I, so I pissed a lot of people off and then I I grew. And when I had to go through that huge self-love journey after a huge broken heart and I grew and then I got into the self-development, personal development, which I fucking love, like learning, like dealing with my own shit, not being a victim anymore. But my point of all this is like you have my friends, we're all so different. And the thing is, this is what they say. They're like, Kim, you piss us off, but you're so fucking lovable. Yeah. And I'm like, this is what a true friendship should be. Like, this Definitely. is what we want. Yeah. We yeah. Want, and I guess where I'm going with that is you create a space for if, you, if you're listening and you feel like you don't have that, like Christy holds this space where you can come and you can meet your soulmate friends. Definitely love for who you are. Yeah. And it's, and I make a big point of it being a non-judgmental zone, Um, you know, and celebrating you for whoever the fuck you are. Mm -hmm. Um, Like every event, I always send a photo of the outfit I'm going to wear because people get quite anxious about, you know, am I going to overdressed or underdressed? But with that, I always say, we celebrate you for whoever you are. And we like, we inspire you to dress the way that you want to dress. You know, just because I'm going to dress this way doesn't mean that that's how you should dress. You should celebrate you. Celebrate you, babe, and be, you know, if you want to wear a dress and in heels, which is what I usually wear, then you do that, babe. And if you want to wear jeans and a T-shirt, you do that too, babe. You know, be you. And we mean that. And the reason I say that is because I want you to feel that way about every aspect of who you are on that day and every other day. I love that. And that's all I feel like I can think we can speak for women I'm sure there's men there too but all we want to feel is so accepted women want to feel accepted heard loved now I know I've done the work on myself I've had the coaches I've done the courses and the seminars too so I didn't look keep looking for it outside of myself but it took a lot of work it got really I got really fucking uncomfortable there are a lot of tears there are a lot of resistance like it was hard work to get to where I am so I am at a point, if we don't talk about this, I, I do sometimes get a bit ignorant and be like, well, because I've learned to love myself. I'm like, don't be so judgmental. Yeah. Like, as in, I kind of brush it off, not in a bad way, but in a way of like, why are you even thinking those silly thoughts? Like, yeah. you love these, you're amazing. Like, yeah. And then sometimes I forget that, hang on, a lot of women are still struggling with this inside. Their head. Not saying I'm perfect. I still like, I still have my angels and demons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know you're at that point too, where you've come out the other side of, yeah. yeah. No, finally, just 100% self acceptance, self love. Like, this is me, yeah. take it or leave it. Um, um, here's a bit of homework for any listeners on here. Um, it was something I gave the girls at the um, retreat we did last weekend. Was I like to give compliments when I, about people. I just think, you know, if I think someone's beautiful, I'm going to tell them. Um, and we as humans, we don't really know how to accept compliments mm-hmm. if we don't know how to love ourselves. So one of the things I told the girls on the weekend, because I kept giving it back, like rejecting the compliment. And I was like, no, you guys need to learn to love yourself. And the, one of those steps to doing that is appreciating and accepting a compliment when someone gives it to mm-hmm. you. So instead of being like, oh, no, babe, like say thanks, babe. You know, mm-hmm. and then every time someone gives you a compliment, you start saying thanks, babe you all of a sudden you start actually accepting those compliments rather than, you know, rejecting them or shying away from it. Mm. 
it starts to feel comfortable to receive yeah yeah 100 yeah. I love that's such a perfect task yeah. and you know what this is where it starts though like if you're listening then you might like listening by yourself so I'm like I can't just give and receive right <laughs> now it's go and go and compliment other people yeah or stop unless you're driving don't do this <laughs> but pick up the phone right now and send a text message to someone you care about and just even do a list super random three things that I love about you yeah definitely like yeah. just start the more you give the more you're going to receive and then when you do receive it is that whole not wanting to put the guard up it's like you know what yeah. and it's yeah. uncomfortable I used yeah. to not be able to receive and it's like you know what thank you yeah like my hair I'm does so- look fucking amazing today you know <laughs> uh, I'm so proud of the girls from the retreat last weekend we've got like a little group chat and they're all giving each other compliments and they're all saying thank you it's so beautiful to see and I'm like yay you yes. listen <laughs> oh I love it I love it yeah. I love it it's so good yeah well um we've been talking oh time just flies when you're having fun right. so do I think this is I, I can't remember if I said this because then we started talking yeah. about friend her but I wanted to say from when you shared your biggest baby we've got this moment coming out of all that craziness and layer upon layer upon layer of shit that you went through (laughs) and coming out the other side I guess from that what's your best piece of advice but what would you what's some wisdom that you've taken away well that's given you wisdom you've learned a lot of lessons through that what's some wisdom that you'd love to now impart to the listeners um to trust yourself because ultimately it's your life And if you feel like something is right for you, if you can remove all the outside opinions and all of those things, and if it's scary, like if something scares the fuck out of you, it's probably because you're meant to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Because they have been the biggest telltales for me in my life of if it scares the fuck out of me and I take that leap, it has paid off. Yeah. Has definitely paid off. So, yeah. That's my biggest thing is, you know, first comes courage, but with courage, you have to be scared of it. Yeah. And if you can dive in, dive all in, you know, if it doesn't work out, go to the next thing, but at least you know you tried. Exactly. And this is my little, whenever that comes up, right, do you know, I think it's the second Hangover movie. Yeah. And the little Asian dude, and he's like, but did you die? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's the thing, like. I do this a lot with my clients and, you know, I have a joke about it, but they get nervous about with their business or, you know, now focusing more on the money side of coaching and like taking risks that way. And I'm like, but did you die? Like, are you going to die? If you're, if you're going to go and start the new business or I don't know, speak in front of lots of people, get on a podcast and you've never been on one before and you, you know, yeah. 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 Ask yourself, like, are you actually going to die? No. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, right. Maybe not skydiving. I went to use that as an example, but yeah. <laughs> uh, There's some risks there. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I want to say with that is, and because I didn't talk about it, was um, from doing that, I have been able to make a difference in the community. And one of the biggest things for me with Frontier was I wanted to be able to give back to the community. And by doing that, I've been able to pledge a donation from every ticket sale to Worthy Australia. And if you don't know what Worthy Australia are, they are a charity that support women and children who have got out of domestic violent relationships 
get back into homes out of refuge. And so if I hadn't have done that, you've got this babe taken a leap with friend her. I myself wouldn't be in a better place mm-hmm. mentally, wouldn't have incredible friends that I have now, and I wouldn't be able to, you know, keep giving back to the community of Perth and WA. But I also wouldn't have met women like MG. I've met you because of it. I met MG at Worthy Australia's charity event. Um, and then also be able to give back to women who are going through something that I know was really hard for me. And I know other women that have experienced, you know, domestic violence and not mm-hmm. having somewhere safe to go. So it's all been a really incredible thing for me um, to be able to, and it's grown. It's something that I didn't see coming. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it'll change your life. Me putting one post on a Facebook page to 10 months later has changed my life and I'm able to change other people's lives. Yeah, which I don't know about you guys listening, but I know Christy agrees, is it gives you so much purpose in life. Like we're yeah. here for a reason. Yeah. And we might have a little purpose or a big purpose, but everything has a purpose. And, you know, some of us are here to make huge contributions. Yeah, definitely. But it just takes that. That one little, it just takes that, yeah, one little, isn't moving the needle, that one little yeah. step, like getting, this is what I say in Kim language, it's like getting over yourself. Yeah. Getting out of your way. Yeah. Putting your big girl panties on and just doing that one thing. That babe, you've got this that, moment. That babe, you've got this moment. Just, <laughs> you know, so let, I hope by the time, like however many times you go to listen to this episode and other episodes, like you have, at least my voice stuck in your head, like, but you've got this, you can do this. But did you yes. die? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no, I love this. Well, thank you so much for the chat and no, thank you. sharing your story. And it's so powerful. And I feel like I just want to keep chatting and there's just so much gold to give. But um, if you go to the show notes, all of Christy's links are there. You can connect with her Instagram, Facebook, all of the things, because you've got some upcoming events which look really fucking cool. Yes, I'm so excited for them all. Uh, I need to start getting planning on some others because they keep selling out. Yeah, I know. I was stalking the the Instagram page and I was like, oh, they did a boat party. I missed this. And then I realised, oh, no, it's actually scheduled for next year. And I was like, damn, this girl is on fire, like planning in advance. And then I was messaging Christy. She's like, um, well, they sell out so fast. I need a book in advance. Yeah, especially boat parties. Everyone yeah. loves a good boat party. So Everyone, I love a good boat party. So, all right, head, uh, all the links to connect with friend her and to connect with Christy in the show notes. So you can have that little have a little stalk like I did. <laughs> um, and, yeah, thank you so much for giving us your time today babe thanks for having me babe it's been so nice love it all right guys peace out homies thank you for tuning into this episode i'm so grateful that my voice landed in your ears and hopefully you got epic value out of this now it would mean the absolute world to me if you could share this be a part of the bigger mission and the bigger vision of empowering more women just like you to receive this gold and create those changes in their life that you and I both know they need as well as us. And you can also leave me a review. That would be absolutely amazing. I would be over the moon. We can head on over and leave me a review 
And you can also check out my offerings at www.kimkent.com.au or make sure you're following me on social media. My handle is at Kim Kent and then two underscores. Can't wait to chat next time.